know you have lots of questions. If you think that you've developed symptoms. Should I avoid large public gatherings? Whether schools should be closed. Welcome to Common Sense. Here we address your questions about COVID-19 with interviews featuring experts in medicine and leaders in community, public, and global health. Here's your host, Dr. Ted O'Connell. Welcome to the podcast, COVID-19, Common Sense Conversations on the Coronavirus Pandemic. I'm your host, Dr. Ted O'Connell. This is our third weekend update. Today, we're going to be talking about face masks. Today is April 5th, and on Friday, April 3rd, just two days ago, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, recommended that people wear cloth or fabric face coverings when entering public spaces such as grocery stores and public transit stations. This recommendation is mainly to prevent those people who have, who have the virus and may not know it yet from spreading the infection to others. As you may know, this is a 180-degree change from previous recommendations when Americans were discouraged from wearing masks in public, mainly to save them for medical professionals and patients suffering from COVID-19 infection. The reason behind this change in recommendation is mainly that our understanding of the spread of COVID-19 is evolving, and it has become clear that people can contract and spread the virus without showing symptoms, which makes it difficult to impossible to distinguish healthy people from asymptomatic infected individuals. So, face masks may protect other people who come into contact with an infected individual. It is important to know that recommendations by different organizations and even in different areas of the globe vary, and we'll talk about that a bit at the end of this episode. We're going to start here, though, by talking about the different types of face masks so that we really have a good understanding of what is available. There are three main types of masks that are being used to protect and stop the spread of COVID-19. These are surgical masks, N95 respirators, and cloth masks. Surgical masks are loose-fitting, disposable masks made from melt-blown material placed between layers of non-woven fabric, so there are generally three layers. These masks are designed to be fluid-resistant and to protect against large droplets, splashes, and sprays of bodily fluid. These masks additionally help to protect the patient from the wearer's respiratory secretions and saliva. Surgical masks do not protect the wearer from inhaling smaller airborne particles due to the loose-fitting nature of these masks. There are leaks around the edges when the user inhales, and so these are not considered respiratory protection by the CDC. N95 respirators are tight-fitting, disposable masks made from non-woven polypropylene fabric, which is made via the same melt-blowing process as surgical masks. N95 respirators are designed to provide protection against small airborne aerosols and large droplets. They're designed to filter out 95% of large and small airborne particles, and there is minimal leakage when the user inhales if they have been fitted properly. These N95 masks do not provide protection against gases or vapors. And for those, because we have an audience in other countries as well, these masks are known as FFP2 respirators in the European Union and KN95 respirators in China. Finally, cloth masks include a wide group of masks made out of cotton, gauze, and similar materials. There are no standards on how to make cloth masks. Cloth masks are definitely not as protective as surgical masks or N95 respirators, but some studies have been published showing they do provide partial protection, but should be used only as a last resort. 
A 2013 study by Public Health England found that homemade and cloth masks are three times less effective than surgical masks in blocking transmission. The CDC recommends constructing your own cloth mask to help ensure that doctors and nurses and other healthcare personnel can obtain access to medical-grade surgical or N95 masks amid a widespread shortage of supplies. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes. Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. This recommendation now puts the U.S. in line with recommendations and orders in other countries that residents wear masks in public. I want to let our audience know that there's a group of medical students from Johns Hopkins University that have been putting out some great infographics related to the COVID-19 pandemic. And today they have on their Instagram account a really useful bit of information about how to make your own cloth masks. This can be found through their social media handle COVID Up to Date, where the two is actually the number two. So C-O-V-I-D-U-P, the number two, and date, D-A. So if you're looking to make your own cloth mask, I would definitely recommend that as a credible source of information and a very usable graphic uh, representation of the information. So when it comes to the use of face masks in public, it's pretty clear that there's a lot of confusion around this. And this really stems from our changing understanding of the COVID-19 virus and the fact that even today, there are widely different recommendations from different organizations and different recommendations in different countries. We've already reviewed the Centers for Disease Control new recommendation that just came out on Friday, April 3rd. As of April 3rd, though, the World Health Organization is currently recommending that masks are only necessary if you are coughing or sneezing or if you're healthy, but taking care of a person with suspected COVID-19. Just a month ago, our U.S. Surgeon General statement said that masks are not effective in preventing the general public from catching coronavirus. So a big change over the course of the last month related to that comment. Dr. Deborah Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, has made a statement cautioning that any recommendations about masks should be used in conjunction with social distancing guidelines and not in place of them. Dr. So Lin and Dr. Robert Hecht, two professors at the Yale School of Public Health, recommend cloth masks because though they may not offer complete protection, they do serve as a constant reminder to not touch your face, but also that COVID-19 is not a normal infection and we need to change our behaviors to stop the spread. Additionally, they provide the important advice that you need to know how to properly wear a mask, and that means not fidgeting with it, washing your hands before putting it on, not touching the outside surface of it when taking it off, and washing it frequently. And then looking around the globe, it's important to know that mask use recommendations for healthy individuals differ among different countries. 
Several countries, including China, Hong Kong, Thailand, the Czech Republic, and Austria, have imposed mandatory mask wearing when going out in public. And then within the United States, different areas and different counties and cities have different recommendations. The mayor of the city of Los Angeles and San Diego County officials are now recommending that all people wear face masks when going out. And the city of Laredo, Texas, is mandating that all individuals over the age of five wear some sort of face covering in public, and those who are caught without one can face a misdemeanor charge and a fine of $1,000. So the bottom line here is the recommendations are changing as our knowledge of this COVID-19 virus is changing. And it's changing so rapidly that recommendations vary across different organizations and amongst different experts. But the bottom line is that if you're going out into public where there are a significant number of people around, it really is a good idea to wear a mask. And a cloth face mask, to our current knowledge, should provide adequate protection while leaving the N95 masks for those hospital personnel who are working directly with sick patients who are known to be positive for COVID-19. I want to thank Perne Bonagiri from the Turo University School of Medicine for helping with the research again on this weekend update. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. Our producers are Madison Linden and Chris Brightigan. Our executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. If you have questions about COVID-19 that you'd like discussed on the podcast, send an email to info at arslanga.media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Be vigilant, but remain calm. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.